howdy hey guys <clears throat> all right so we are still in the uh the Stuart absence phase um of all of this and uh it's been interesting uh for sure uh it's kind of you know in the, in the little podcast studio we got a a lot of loneliness going on but it's fine it's fine um so kind of uh I know we talked about last time, uh, just kind of giving a, a brief insight uh, to <laughs> what has uh, now become probably one of the most. It's 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 a comedy show. It's it's a pure comedy show. It's it's not even like um, what I would call legitimately practicing law. But <laughs> the um, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case is still continuing. It's it's they're 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 drawing it out. Um, and you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting one because we have a lot of back and forths, a lot of, um, you know, he said, she said going on, uh, which, which you get a lot of that in, I think any, um, any marriage dispute like that. Um, well, and, and, and to, to clarify, this isn't even like this is not like a divorce. Um, they, they're already divorced. This is a this is a defamation case. So uh, allegedly, Amber had released the the tweet and the op ed um, insinuating. I don't know that she used um, Depp's name. Uh, I know it was insinuated that uh, he was the reason. That they actually, um, or, or he's the reason that she became, you know, a sponsor for um, domestic or interpersonal uh, violence. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and so, as that went on, they they kind of sued each other um, in, in the middle of this, and and it's really just you know, um, it's a lot of it's it's a lot of nasty going on, and. Kind of to what we were saying, you know, how uh, in, in, in the previous podcast here where you you have, well, I think we were talking about evil, um, most specifically um, Romans 12. And and that's evil, you know, that's, that's um, being, um, how to best say that, I, I guess as a, a Christian, um, doing acts of, of evil towards you. But in this case, I think we have just, you know, the, the acts of evil in general. Um, I say it's evil because I don't. I don't know that it's carelessness. I think uh, there's a lot of evil going on here that um, that's kind of ignored, and for for whatever reason. But that's kind of uh, since that's still going on. That's 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 what I've been I've been following that as of the last several days, and I think today um, Amber actually testified, and it was uh, it was interesting to watch. Um, it was hard to watch because it was uh, it appeared to be um, emotionless. Uh, it appeared to be um, a facade um, that clearly she put on. But that is for everyone else to make their own opinions. I personally, uh, I know what I think. My my own uh, thoughts I shall keep to myself uh, just to see how this plays out. But 
We um I'm drinking nothing amazing here today. I'm actually uh it's it's just Franzia. So we're we're getting uh in the words of of uh <laughs> Amber Heard's uh, attorney. I'm I'm drinking a mega pint, a mega pint of wine because it it is a it, it's not a full glass, but it is a very the glass itself is very large, large you may say. So I am it's. It's uh, it's going to be consumed, not a not a full mega pint. So, we are uh, reading. I wish I had more to go over. There's just not a lot going on, uh, as far as you know. That <laughs> I'm sure there's there's a lot more going on. Uh, one of the things that I know, actually, I can say, uh, I've, I've I've watched this over the last couple of weeks, which has been um, quite amusing. But there were several weeks ago. Uh, Governor Governor Greg Abbott of uh, the great state of Texas had made these uh, promises. I, I, I call them promises, but I, I don't know if that's really the a pledge. Maybe, maybe a better word to put that. So he made these pledges that he was going to start sending immigrants, boom, to Washington, to the Capitol, drop them on the president's doorstep, and say, "Adios," and. He made good. He made good on his pledge. He started. And so previously, by the way, the White House was like, well, he can't do that. It's, um, you know, it's against. I, I don't remember how they said it. Um, quite frankly, I just um, I kind of passed it over as kind of a simple joke at first. So I, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention. But um, as it went on, it became very clear that Abbott was actually doing this. So he, he did send uh, all of the the most recent band of immigrants to the Capitol and the white house released this, uh, this comment. Um, Jen Psaki said it was, um, it was nice of, of governor Abbott to give these wonderful people, you know, a free, a free bus ride up here. And I mean, uh, that's the only more entertaining thing that I found in the news because, um, that, that honestly did that that made me chuckle um, inside outside we are yeah it was it was pretty rough watching all of the uh, liberal heads explode it was just like boom, all at once boom you know catastrophic catastrophic engine failures guys what do we do what do we do oh I I don't I don't I I, don't, I wasn't really trying to go with the Bill Clinton thing, but I, I felt like in my mind at the end, that's kind of what that sounded like. It doesn't matter. That's that's not where I was going with that. So we are reading from the J. E. Adams book. Now, like I said, this is not a this is not a thick read. We started in chapter three just because I felt like that was honestly a good place to start. It just it kind of led into what I was wanting to start with anyway. So chapter three just seemed like a good place to start. But now that we've, you know, jumped all of the the the, the, the preface and the introduction, we're actually going to start with chapter one, uh, which <laughs> I mean, truthfully, if we were reading it like we should, we should have started with chapter one, but we didn't. And we're, we're back. We're, we're doing other things now. So chapter one of how to overcome evil. And this is, uh, it's a very good book. I think it's, I think it's probably a good book for every Christian to have in their library. I have, I've heard, I've had people say that I have a very, um, 
the, the phrasing is different, but the meaning is all the same. I always hear this. It's you have a very diverse library. And I'm like, well, thank you. And when you think about it, I, I do have a very, I have historical books. I have teaching books. I have random books that were like spiritual fiction that I picked up along the way. I've got uh, books, teaching books and counseling books by Jay Adams. I've got several of those. Um, I've got some stuff by J.I. Packer. I've got a lot of biographies just across the board. Different, uh, different people that I've followed over the over the time, and in being my library, I I don't think of it that way. I do think that most people probably don't like most people when they think of what books do I have. They probably have a select amount of books that they themselves are interested in and don't kind of... I just pick up books at random sometimes. I honestly... I'll look at the title and go, man, that that looks like that could be good. And after I do that, I, I end up... It either goes one of two ways. I will, I will set it somewhere where I will read it in the near future or it'll get filed on the bookshelf and I may not get to it for two or three years. I've I have had both situations happen. Uh, this how to come over, overcome evil. I've read a couple times. Honestly, it's it's an easy read. It's all of Jay Adams stuff, with the exception of maybe a couple books. They're easy reads, easy to uh, to work with. And I mean, honestly, you can get through this in an afternoon if you're, uh, you know, if you really like to read. I'd say you could probably do it in an afternoon. It's, it's not that bad. All right. So, chapter one is: Are you a winner? A winner. Me? A winner? You've got to be kidding. I'm a born loser. I couldn't win a game of checkers against a blindfolded opponent. <laughs> that, that reminds me of... Um, <clears throat> quick break. Rabbit trail. <laughs> Alert. Uh, one of the... Um, I listened to Rush Limbaugh for years and years and years. Um, he, he passed last year, which was so, so sad. And but one thing he always said, and I will get it wrong. Uh, oh, it, it was... Uh, you know, I'm I'm... I'm here to like conquer the conquer the world or something with uh, half my brains tied behind my back. You know, that, that's that's kind of what I just imagined. You know, you're playing uh, checkers with a blindfolded opponent. That that's interesting. So with the two hands tied behind his back as if I started a board full of kings. That's rich. Think of it. <coughs> Excuse me. Me, a winner. <coughs> ha. But you. But you can be, in spite of what you have said, indeed. If you trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have no other option. He says you may be a winner, insists that you must be a winner. And indeed commands that you be a winner. You have no choice. Let me assure you that you, at the outset... Let me assure you that at the outset, however, that you will never become a winner so long as you continue to tell yourself that that is impossible. We use language for two purposes, to talk to others and to talk to ourselves. We may not convince others too often, but when we talk to ourselves, we are usually most persuasive. People who say such non-Christian things as, I'm a born loser, First convince themselves that that is true. Then 
live like it. It is a sin for Christians to use language so loosely. The fact that if you have been born again, you are literally a born winner. Christ calls Christians overcomers, lit, winners, and then tells them, He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. That's Revelations 3.21, and that is the New American Standard Version. It's just copied right there, so I can tell you that's what the version is. I'm, I currently, you know, like today, we've got the, the Documander Faith and Family Bible, New King James Version, but uh, since it is actually, I'm reading this from the book, it just has that copied over in New American Standard Version, so sorry guys, that was a little different. So, moving on. Indeed, you have been born again. Actually, actually, I'm going I'm to stop right there, because that's that's a good point. So, what he's saying here, and, and I think a lot of people honestly miss this. I, I think we miss this in our daily lives. We miss this in, in um, communication. So, communication with yourself is is literally a day in and day out thing. We talk to ourselves all the time. It's subliminal. It's like boom, 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 boom. You're constantly saying stuff. And, you know, you can also say you're, you're saying stuff in dreams too, that kind of thing. But, you know, when you, when you wake up and you say, look, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to do this today or I'm going to do that today. And you talk yourself out of doing it or you say, oh, I, I won't be able to do that, you know. And when you do that, you are really selling to yourself a, just in my opinion, a flat out lie, but you're selling yourself that. And in so doing, you're kind of creating a false narrative. In fact, you're not kind of, you, you are creating a false narrative, a false narrative that you want yourself to believe. But often it's like a projected thing. It's like, I think this is what other people think, so I'm just going to think it too. And it can lead to a lot of like really negative. I think a lot of people like your, your depression kind of starts there sometimes like, Oh, I'm no good. I'm, I'm never going to amount. You know, my brother, he, he's always been the better one. You know, he's, he's always had the clean shaven face and you know, my parents, they, they always showed him off. He was the golden child. You tell you, and I'm, though a little bit of that i would say you know is yeah i want to i want to do it right now it's like oh some of that is actually true now that was just a narrative that i literally like shot from the hip but that's the kind of thing that kind of starts a depressive nature it's a depressive a depressive sway um it kind of sways in a way that you you yourself may not notice it full and well that it's happening but when it does it can it can kind of degrade your thoughts from there on to always swing toward the negative. And when you do that, you kind of present to yourself that you're not worth this. You're not, you know, Jesus shouldn't have died for you. You're not worth it. And it's, it's kind of like a subliminal, it's an evil that's, that's unnecessary. But we do live in a fallen and sinful world. And that right there, that's just one part of it. But I just think a lot of people kind of, they're, quote-unquote depression or the pains of life, uh, whenever those are quote-unquote too great, you, you kind of go into that. It's like a, 
it's like a mechanism that we just we click over to. Uh, if you don't do that, amazing. Um, please message us and tell me how you're doing that. Because I'm telling you what, I have to keep myself on the positive. I am naturally more of a cynical, negative person. Uh, so I, I constantly have to tell myself that it's going to be okay. You're awesome. Yeah, I have to. I have to feed myself. Um, what I call positive literature or positive leadership. And, and I, I have to do that to myself because other than that, I'm just going to, I'm not going to think those positive thoughts uh, willy nilly. Stuart, on the other hand, he's the complete opposite. He thinks those wonderful thoughts on a willy nilly and he kind of has to step back to think negatively. Uh, so he and I kind of have a difference there, which really makes it benefit because we kind of feed off each other. I, I can, I can, you know, sit there and be on a downer and he's like, Hey, it's going to be fine. And, you know, at a point where maybe he gets a little too excited about something, I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on. Let's let's think about this like logically. Um, and that's how we weigh each other out. Not like I'm not like dragging him down. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a break right here. This is just a perfect spot for a break and we'll be right back. Oh, excuse me. We are back. Oh, like choked myself there for a second. All right. So talking about uh, the language, you know, that we, we we tell ourselves, we use with ourselves and, you know, with others. But mostly it's that language that we're we're telling ourselves, you know, that can be you're no good. These kind of things, these languages that don't need to be spoken. So anyway, moving on with uh, with this chapter in uh, in the book. Uh, where were we? Okay, so he begins talking about overcomers. They said you're a born winner, and then he references uh, a verse in the Bible here: "He who overcomes, I will grant him to sit down with me on my throne." As I also overcame and sat down on my father, <laughs> sat down with my father on his throne. Ah, there we go. I like skipped a little bit, so I was going to go straight to. I said on his throne. Um, anyway, that's Revelations three twenty one, and that is the New English, uh, new New American Standard Version. Uh, there's so many versions out there. I actually don't know. I don't know that I own a new American standard version. I own a lot of Bibles, a lot of, cause I, I try to make it my thing to have as many different versions to compare as I can, even though I think some it's far out and it takes away from a lot of the actual scripture. Um, but I do try to keep on hand many different versions that, that can be, that can be used anyway, moving on. Indeed, you have been born again, a living hope, as imperishable and undefiled inheritance that won't fade away and is reversed in heaven, reserved in heaven. Wow, that would be bad if it was reversed in heaven. <coughs> my uh, my uh, imaginary dyslexia is starting to kick in, so there you go. Uh, so it's reserved in heaven for you who are protected by the power of God. So... That's uh, 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5. Again, New American Standard Version. I, you know, I have quite a few of Jay Adams' books, and I'm not 100% sure if that is, um, you know, I could compare. I actually don't have one on my bookshelf right here. Uh, it's on the other bookshelf. So I, I really can't compare just right off the hip 
if uh, he always uses American st- the new American Standard version. It seems like seems like in this book he's using that to reference things. Take me a drink of my wonderful megabyte of wine. Anyway, moving on. So uh, that is a description of a born winner. Uh, get rid of such a sinful cliche. And let's think. Hold on. Sorry. Um, no, I skipped. Okay. Get rid of such sinful cliches. And let's think scripturally together for a while. And you may see things quite differently a lot sooner than you'd think. Uh, to begin, let's try to understand some of the things, some of the number of things about Paul's letters. Frequently, Paul divides his letters up into two main parts a doctrinal section followed by a practical one. Now, I do, you do see that, and not, it's not just with Paul, but it is primarily with Paul, <clears throat> which I, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not 100% on this one, but I feel like this is why we have um, kind of the liturgy in churches the way it is. Um, and it's, it's mainly because I, I think you have this, like, you have... Let's just say, you know, they're preaching on a verse and you have the actual sermon uh, that's divided. Most most I think ministers probably do it in three parts. You know, they they, they have your um, your your two main parts of their their sermon and then you have an application. So here's the information. Here's the application. And you see Paul do that quite a bit. He's he, I, I think he's kind of the one that that may, maybe started that. I I'm unclear, and I really never looked it up. I just got to thinking about it, uh, reading this, that it could very well be something that that Paul kind of got going, maybe. Uh, your guess is as good as mine on that one, honestly. Uh, just, I, I just, as I'm reading this, I am seeing those similarities. Uh, so Paul's letters, frequently Paul divides his letters into two main parts, a doctrinal session section followed by a practical one. In the book of Ephesians, for example, the first three chapters deal with God's eternal sovereign plan of salvation. Then in the last three chapters, Paul takes up a practical implications of what he has just said for Christian living. There's that Christian living again. In effect, he says, one, or on the basis <laughs> one, yeah. Again, that imaginary dyslexia is kicking in. On the basis of these great truths, let me tell you how to walk as a Christian. The two sections are not separate, but are hinged together with a therefore. The same is true for the book of Romans, chapters 1 through 11. Deal with man's sin, God's salvation, the sanctification of a believer, and the calling of Gentiles into God's covenant community. Then, in chapter 12, Paul says, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, i.e., I base this appeal on the grace of God, in saving you as I have shown in previous section of my letter. That's basically what he's saying right there. To present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, as they previously had presented members of their bodies to sin to serve yeah, to, to sin to serve sin's purpose. Now, having been saved by God's mercy, they were pres- they would were to present their bodies for God's righteous service. 
and the rest of the chapter 12 and the chapters that follow explain how this may be done in actual day-to-day living. In chapter 12, Paul stresses the need to, for making a sober evaluation and proper use of the Holy Spirit's differing gifts to honor God and bless the church. Then the chapter concludes with these words. Now, these are very important words. Uh, and this is this is one of those verses, honestly, that I, I learned it a long time ago. And it was, it was kind of one of those uh, lessons more... More of the lesson was um, loving your enemies, loving your enemies um, and and doing that in a way that goes above and beyond the norm. And so the, the verses here are bless those who persecute you and then bless and curse not rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep be of the same mind towards one another. Do not be haughty in mind but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Now, I'm going to read that again. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Wow, that right there, I'm going I'm to pause right there, because that's something... Uh, you know, I learned that a long time ago. Like I said, it's one of those. It was one of those verses that it kind of hit me as kind of a, uh, you know, it was one of those. How do you say? It? Like a situation arises, and there are negatives to a situation. There's positives to the situation. But do, do you? Does hate have to be a part of that situation? Uh, does violence have to be a part of that situation? Depending on the situation, some people say, "Yeah, it, it, it has to happen." It, it was, it was there. You know, the opportunity. Uh, you know, it just, it, it couldn't be avoided. I hate that word. It couldn't be avoided because a lot of times I think things could be avoided. Um, now, does that mean it's going to be avoided for you in a good way? Maybe, maybe not. So. I mean, if you got someone who's belligerent, they're going to hit you. And there's little that you're going to do that's going to avoid them hitting you. I mean, uh, I have I have in past in my past (laughs) early years, (coughs) I very much was I was I was scrappy. I mean, I I, I didn't uh, you hit me. I'm gonna hit you back and I'm gonna try to do it harder. And, and I mean, I was getting into fights pretty regularly. It was, it was not, it was not much for me to end up in, in a fight, um, at least twice a week. Um, it just was kind of regular. I, I mean, my parents don't even know half, half of the fights I was in. I mean, I, I just, it didn't matter. And, and I always wanted to be top dog, you know, and, and in order to be top dog, you always had to fight the top dogs. And so, I mean, I, I had no problem taking on anybody that was maybe a little bigger and a better than me because I was bullied. I was bullied in uh, in my younger years. And so once once I quit letting people bully me, I just I realized that I was a little more powerful than than I had originally taken into account. And that did not go. It went to my head way too hard. But one thing that I can take away from that is that now I'm much more reserved. Like I'm not that guy that's gonna gonna instigate it. I'm certainly gonna try not to be a part of it. And you find out a lot of these they're just not worth it. You know what what's the outcome? He hits me, I hit him. You know we, we both wind up in the same beat up situation. I was like 
I, <coughs> yeah, my allergies. I have come to find that oftentimes, too many times, maybe not in that situation, but down the road, down the road, evil, evil's gonna, it's gonna find that, that amount of good that snuffs it. But you don't have to be drugged down to that playing field. And I'm, I'm not saying that's easy, guys. I mean, it's not. I mean, you're faced with decisions every day. And I'm not saying to the to the violent extreme, you know, if, if you're if you're uh, in a situation where you have to use violence, I mean, do it. It's fine. But understand that not every situation calls for it. And that and that's where that that's that's what specifically I like about this verse is it really it it really catches the two forms of necessary and not necessary, because the verse is if possible. So right now you have if this is even remotely a problem if you can do this it's not saying do this or else it's if it's possible this is now the route you should be taking this is important you know um and and then the next part of that is so far as it depends on you so that that's that's that second twist point that i love to bring up to people so the first part is if possible so if possible if this is an option okay uh, so far as it depends on you, which means you can't control another party. You can't control the evil going on. You cannot be, you cannot control that. That's a, that's a vast thing. That's just, it's outside of your compass of what you can control. What you can control is you. So, so far as it depends on you. So, so don't instigate it. And and that's where, if you go back to this, um, this verse up here, it says, be of the same mind towards one another. Do not be haughty. Don't, don't be arrogant. Don't go into this like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm this big, you know. Goliath was a, a bit arrogant, and I'm I'm pretty sure everyone knows what happened to him. So, don't be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Try to understand. There's not a there's not a point where you can't try to understand. Is it going to work? Not always. Let's face it, it's not always going to work, and that's fine. That's fine. But you tried, <coughs> you know. And don't pay back evil for evil. There is nothing. You know, and, and this is where I'm saying, you know, if, if you're just getting into a, a squap to get into it, that's for the wrong reason. If you're doing it to protect your life, the lives of your loved ones, that's a different story. Like we're talking about two different things. And that's where that's where this kind of sets apart everything that maybe, you know, you're probably thinking self-defense, this kind of thing. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is it directly is in association with uh, situations that, A, you can control and are not going to get to that extreme. So we're not talking, you know, that the the violent self-defense type of situation because that's a little out far outside of so far as it depends on you. So if you go back and, uh, and keep going back here, it says respect what is right in the sight of all men. So obviously that's where honor comes into it. It's not always honorable. It's not always wise to get into these, these squaps, you know, and I'm, I'm using fights as an example there's more there's more examples than just that it's just one that i can relate to and i can understand uh wisdom growth and that kind of thing through those eyes i guess sorry i keep taking breaks to take a little sippy sip of wine so um so do what's right inside of all men and so you have if possible so far as it depends on you be at peace with all men so now you're playing the peaceful party um, and I will find in my experience, I'm, I'm not, I don't have to prove anything to anyone. And, and I've quit, I've quit doing that. 
uh, a lot of times, and even in recent times, I've, I've been in situations where, you know, somebody, somebody's coming at me and I just sit there and I just smile, you know, um, I'm not being arrogant. I'm not being egotistical. I'm not being anything, um, remotely antagonistic. I'm not, and, and if, if something negative happens there, it's going to happen. And here's the thing. Me throwing hands ain't going to help it. <laughs> you know, but if you if you can smile through one little little uh, smidgen of a slap or whatever they give you, you know, a lot of times that, that changes their attitude. Then they're like, ah. They don't get the reaction they want. See, evil, evil is reactive. Evil wants a reaction. You know, old Lucy, he loves his reactions. He loves it. He feeds off of it. You know, it's it's just like, uh, you know, the meme of the the kind of um, really weird looking guy with the stick, you know, that pokes people, you know, oh, do it, do it, do it. That's that's Lucy in uh, in his greatest, you know, just like when he was when he was going through in, in the Garden of Eden and giving his little he was selling his spew to uh, giving his giving his pitch to Eve it was really a reaction type thing. Like, let's see if I can get you to do what God said not to do. Let's, let's see what I can do. So evil is reactive. Evil likes that reaction. So if you're going to feed into the reaction, then, yeah, I mean, <coughs> we, could, <coughs> we could argue that that's a bad decision. And I think it is. Now, again, this is kind of separate from the um, I'm in a self-defense situation. You'll never hear me argue to uh, not protect yourself in a self-defense situation. Uh, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm not going to argue it. I'm not going to say one way or another. Uh, I, 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 I will carry myself the way I carry myself in a self-defense situation. And uh, I, I think everyone else needs to use their own wisdom on that one. So I'm just going to read this last little bit from... Uh, from Jay Adams here. Okay. So, never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave the room with for the wrath of leave room for the wrath of God. Leave room. He's going to take care of it. You know, leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. That was terrible. That was a terrible oh, let, let me reread that. I I didn't know justice to that. I'm sorry. Whoo. Bad break, bad break. Uh, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. I don't know what the Lord actually sounds like, but that was my, you know, Autobots. Sorry. Uh, that was kind of where my mind was going with what God might sound like. You know, very, very Liam Neeson slash, um, you know, uh, Peter. Um, oh, what's his name? Peter. Uh, Ah, I'm sure I'll think of it probably after I'm done recording. <clears throat> um, but if your enemy, uh, but if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals upon his head. Just like I was saying, they hate it. They cannot stand it. It is so above and beyond what they, they don't want anything to do with that because you're showing, you're showing this, um, this niceness, this, um, this glow that they, they don't want anything to do with it. And you're not, you're not being reactive. You're not reacting to that, what they want. Uh, so we're going to 
See, do not be overcome by evil, but be overcomers of evil, or to overcome evil with good. And that's 12, 13 through 21. Again, New American Standard Version. So um, that is that that is really um, that is that I've noticed. I'm taking up for Stuart with the ums today. Uh, I was about to do it again. So in taking up those ums, I've done it for the last two podcasts. I, I feel like for the next you know little bit while he's not around, I probably just need to fill in the ums for him. But, but that is all for today. We're going to leave you with that. And, uh, and we'll, we'll be back here in just a second. I think we're going to, we're going to pray and wrap up and we'll be back shortly. All right, we are back. We are going to go ahead and pray out at this time. Uh, so, guys, remember to uh, to have the right tools in your toolbox when you're uh, when you're trying to fight evil. That being the wonderful Bible and everything it has to offer. Okay, so go ahead and pray, Lord. We uh, we thank you for our wonderful listeners, every one of them. Hope that we can provide some insight. Uh, to ourselves as much as to others, Lord. And we ask that you would guide, guard, and protect every one of our listeners. Uh, I ask that you would grow this podcast, uh, allow it to be a tool for you and your kingdom, Lord. And we ask that you would protect and take care of every listener that we have and everyone that is uh, is trying to find those tools, Lord. Uh, just kind of guide them along and bring them to that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And until next time, y'all, adios.